John Professional Broadcaster Hastings, and I'm joined by Dylan. I'm doing this from my basement, and I make my family garage, live there, too. Actually. Sorry. A thousand apologies to your garage, where you get fucking swole. Yeah. John John is doing this seemingly in the hallway. Of I am doing it in the hallway. I'm doing it in the hallway of a hospital where I am not a patient. I am just uh, getting I COVID. I hospital, but I do like... I'm doing this in the hospital because I fucking pay my taxes. Yeah, I pay. I pay my insurance. I'm this allowed to use the hospital. motherfucker. Uh, this hospital is my office. This hospital is my office. I pay my insurance premium. I pay, you got, uh, go if you don't like it. You can talk to Comrade Obama. He gave me the keys to this hospital. <laughs> yeah, uh, Barack Stalin told me that I yeah. had to fucking pay Medicare. So this is my Wi-Fi. Vladimir Ilyich Michelle Obama told me that I could do this. All right. Fuck face, bitch. Yeah. I'm Dylan Gott. That's John. Hastings. I'm Bernie this Sanders. About <laughs> Bernie Sanders Jr. and Bernie Sanders even more Jr. Baby, we're talking about Dwayne Gill. Guys, let's talk about Dwayne Gill right off the top. Let me tell you who. If you looked at appearance only, you'd be like, well, "Let me tell you who's a pedophile in wrestling." That man right there. <laughs> and then I'd be like, "You'd think that, right? You'd think that." Yeah. But wrestling is strictly. You want to know who's just a nice man? That guy right there. He just yeah. wants to earn a living. If they're like care. a pedophile, they're not. If they don't, they are. Welcome yeah. to wrestling. Welcome to Sasha wrestling. Banks, huge pedophile. Yeah. The Rock, one of the worst. Mm-hmm. History's greatest monster. If you smell what yum yum it's time yeah. for. If you smell what that contract's legally binding, you're not going to be able to break it. <laughs> Sign this NDA if you smell what I'm cooking. Yeah. I uh I saw I met R. Kelly's band and just thought, oh, that guy's breeding his own army to fuck i'm gonna do the same thing the rock i think we've gone too far with this joke you made it sound like you met r kelly's band and said those things which i was really a big fan of i did not meet r kelly's band how weird that would be dylan just got a call on the podcast how unprofessional what ridiculous i silenced it though not me i would have taken it uh yeah yeah, i'm not doing anything important (laughs) business can wait time for pleasure uh dwayne gill here's my favorite thing is that i now realize this just that we started this if you are not exactly 35 years old, you probably don't know who this man is. <laughs> yeah, no, Dwayne Gill is the only Attitude Era gimmick reveal that ever worked. So, my favorite thing Dwayne is Dwayne Gill's Dwayne biggest Gill moment now just tags with James Ellsworth on the indies. There's a man it's who great. knows who he is. And I guarantee they make so much money. Like, they I guarantee, like, they are making, you know what they're making? They're making the magician who works at the comedy clubs we work at money. Well, that guy's oh, getting three yeah. grand. That's right. Yeah, Plus, he, he can order from the whole tricks. menu. <laughs> he gets free. Uh, he doesn't just get free coffee. You can put cream in that, too. Exactly. You can't right. have the cream. What's the weirdest thing a comedy club's told you you can't have? That I had to pay for? Yeah. Fuck, I'm trying to think. Charging for Coke was funny. Like, um... Water. That was my favorite one. There's a comedy club in England. Where I said, can I have a glass of water? And they're like, you can only have a bottle. And I was like, all right. And they're like, that's two pounds. And I was like, that's a a trick. That is a trick they would try and do is you have to literally say tap water or they just give you a bottle. And that's not just that's other. No, 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 no. I said, like, I do not want to pay for it. Give me a tap water. And the server went, we're no longer allowed to do that. We have to make you buy a bottle of water. 
Uh, I just then went, no. And then I just walked uh, two stores down to a off-license, bought a big bottle of water, and walked back in the club and enjoyed my delicious, refreshing bottle of water. So and that big, place though. is called the Comedy Store. And that place was not the Comedy Store. It was called Dylan Gott's Mom's House. <laughs> yeah. There's an old comedian who used to do that. He'd write you over for a meal. You'd be like, that's a great meal. And he's like, all right, sweet. That's 20 bucks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, who the fuck was that? Was that you? Yeah. It's yeah. me now. Why not? That is you. I would love if you turned out to be the worst of all the headliners. Oh, buddy. I got some stuff in store. Yeah, just turn, like, you pull up, start your album as they get in the car. It's called Dr. Plops. Oh, Click. Yeah. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Better than, here's, now I'll pause after each joke and explain why that's actually better than anything these new guys are doing. Um. All right, but let's not talk about a modern-day king. Let's talk about the king of kings that is Dwayne Gill. Born July 10th, 1959. Share a birthday with Dwayne Gill. Are you fucking jealous, Dylan? My birthday Ooh. is the same as Dwayne Gill's birthday. Is it? July 10th. It's crazy. This is the first celebrity I've ever shared a, my birthday with. I'm so really? fucking jacked. Yes, I knew that. I, this episode is like, like, all right, let's do July 10 famous birthdays. But like, there's always like, oh, what celebrities do I have? Have you ever heard of Napoleon? Yeah, like it's not even Paul good Pot, one. Maybe it's like, oh, uh, there's a guy who liked Hitler, uh, Mussolini's mom. <laughs> Just a guy who is the first to really publish Mein Kampf and get it out there, not Hitler. Uh, did you know you? Ch oh wow, <laughs> Tesla. Tesla's one of the people. No, but uh, I got news for you. Share a birthday with Antonio Brown. Uh, a guy. Not good. Not good. His wife a ton. Um, here's um, my favorite: Sophia Vargara, Jessica Simpson. One of the top ones is um. One of the top ones is culture. Uh, Kari Cephas, who's just family member, and they are a three-year-old. A three-year-old. So I still say, people. the best. The best one of all of this is Dwayne Gill. Still, you haven't beaten Dwayne Gill with Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla is a bitch of a bitch. A lot of these guys are. That's right. Of uh, did, excuse me. Did any of them did any of them participate in um, Survivor Series Deadly Games? Cause it's a deadly game. Ooh, yeah. And this is a thing that I hope AEW and WWE start doing. Pay per view. Bowman Baines and it's just James Elthworth and he's like, sorry, I can't talk. I have, I'm the tribal chief of getting uh, dicks in my butt. Yeah, I, I can't participate in the match. I'm too busy eating poo-poo. Mm. And then they're like, oh. And they do a whole family thing where it's like, oh, sorry, Dwayne Gill couldn't be here. He got another DUI, the Usos. Yeah. Oh, why isn't why aren't the Young Bucks here? Because they're also drunk and from the island of Fiji <laughs> or something. This is uh, Here's also why, by the way, the Young Bucks yeah. could never do something like that, is they would do it too far and go alt-right too quickly. Like, that's the problem with the Young Bucks, I guarantee, in YAW in general, is they would indie up the humor in the same way that they kind of, when they're, like, they pick wrestlers, they kind of always lean indie and then have to filter from there. Okay. And so, so, like, if they were to do, like, a Gilbert-esque mocking of a wrestler they'd go too far like they'd be like oh it's roman reigns oh it's 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 lawn lena and he fucks the kids instead of goes to the make a wish foundation and they'd be I like what what i think they would like if the young bucks that were the indie turn, thing that's the young bucks i don't think wrestling will ever like that. do pedophile characters because it's too close to where the reality of so yeah, many people exactly. that are in power yeah yeah i mean it's too close to uh yeah it's kind of like 
how um, yeah, I agree. Tony sexual Khan. assault movies in the 70s was just like, yeah, and that makes him a bad guy, but not like the worst one in the movie. Yeah, he's like, he's, yeah. The worst yeah. one's the guy who fucking tattles. Yeah, the fir- the, wor- the, hero- the villain of this is the, the woman. She's the villain. The woman the- is the rat who told. Yeah, that, that those are like Hollywood movies in the seventies are literally like Hollywood are, movies in the seventies are like if oh this is a really good movie in the seventies. I like someone like who is reared now where you don't even where you don't say rape, you say sexual assault, and like there's all this like very specific things you say to like obviously try and like make the victims of that horrible act feel better and then you show someone like that now who has raised that in a movie from the 70s we're like actually this is a john cassavetes movie it's really good what happens well there's a brutal sexual assault for 30 whole minutes then they each have coffee as a rest and then once again you're going back to sexual assault Mm -hmm. for another 30 and uh just to be clear the movie uh ends with the director for some reason sitting in a chair just telling you about the times he beat up his wife just telling you about it (laughs) It's and a, the funny it, thing is, it's Robert yeah. Redford who does an amazing job. And the woman was bad on the movie. Also, Stanley Kubrick spat on her every single day to yeah, get yeah, her yeah. in character, he said. But that was like three years previous to her even being thought of for being cast for the role. So he really yeah, before, did like, research it well. Yeah, before um, she was cast in The Shining, Shelley Duvall actually had to physically fight Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> and lose. She was agreed that she, she had, had to, lose. to lose. She had to lose, but she had to try very hard. Times. Very hard. Yeah. She had to try very hard. <laughs> Because she beat him up really badly because yeah. he's like in film and he's not good at fighting. And yeah, because like, he was like, I get to win, though. He's a winded man with so many different problems mentally. Like Stanley Kubrick, the more you read about him, you're yeah. just more like, How about someone stop movie? letting that man direct and someone just help him. I just I guarantee Stanley Kubrick, the idea for Eyes Wide Shut was like um, he learned that Tom Cruise was gay. And he's like, let's make him fuck his wife on camera. Ha, yeah. ha, ha. <laughs> That's the whole <laughs> idea for the movie. And you know who else was in Eyes Wide Shut, by the way? Dwayne Gill. Dwayne Gill was. Dwayne Gill was. Dwayne Gill was in a mask. He was. Dwayne Gill was on the crew, and then Dwayne Gill was like, "Ah, Stanley, you should know something about me. I don't have a big penis, but I'm very good at fucking." And they were like, Mm -hmm. "Let me see you fuck." And then they watched Dwayne Gill fuck, and they were like, "Jesus Christ, that's like watching an angel dance." Stanley Kubrick, by the end of his career, uh, did just cast pro wrestlers in that movie because he just wanted guys who didn't necessarily could act, but he just wanted guys who could knew how to keep lots of secrets. Yeah, exactly. He just wanted guys that would just work for any amount of money for a lot of extra time. Bear in mind, Eyes Eyes Wide Shut shut was Mm -hmm. he took so long filming that movie, he he died. Mm hmm. He wasn't supposed like he was supposed to make a whole other movie called AI that Steven Spielberg ended up making that was pup, and that's because Eyes Wide Shut was like a he was quick supposed little to make AI. Steve, Stanley. I like this. This is the Stanley Kubrick backslash Dwayne Gill review. Exactly, and what was the best about it was um, Tom Cruise when he got to working on Eyes Wide Shut, he came a little bit later, and um, Sidney Poitier. There you go. Was in the movie, and he was like. Sidney Poitier was in Eyes Wide Shut? Not Sidney Poitier, the other guy. Um, The other guy? There's the two. Tell me if it's another. If it's It's not a man. It's a white guy. It's another white guy. I'm the best because I've done this before. It's a. The other guy. (laughs) Anyway, continue. It's another older actor who's always the same type of person in the movie that Sidney um, Poitier is um, at that point in their career, which is young actor shows up yelled at by older man. And that's either Sidney Sidney Pollock. It's Sidney Pollock is who I'm thinking of. Yeah, I got the Sydney's uh, miss. Uh, I got the. You know what's good about that? No one can call me a racist. They can just say I hate Sydney, which is not true. I love that city. 
that's all right. So this is a great thing. If you Google eyes wide shut, the first so they people also ask is well the first thing that comes up is yes Dwayne Gill was actually in Eyes Wide Shut and no, it's like the, the first we- thing that comes up is can someone explain Eyes Wide Shut yeah Dwayne Gill can get Dwayne Gill on the blower and he can explain here's the whole what it was here's what it was here's the thing here's, you gotta do Larry he, Sharp came up with it when and we, we fucked on Coke and we were fucking we said Stan Stan what it's Gwen it's Gwen. Yeah, he used to call me Gwen. I don't understand it. It's Gwen. Listen, can you pay me in cigarettes? And I want to wear a fuck mask and be able to smell Nicole Kidman's scooter. You can make that happen. Stanny, you're a fucking good guy. I'm really fucking glad you let me fuck your wife in London that time. I became a Scientologist first just for the gimmick. And then they shut me out of all wrestling. And now I'm a jobber. Yeah, I got into Scientology for one thing. Someone told me there was free lobster on Sundays at brunch at the Celebrity <laughs> Center. They were 100% correct. Also, turns out I did all my volunteer tasks too well. They asked me to leave. I know where, <laughs> she, I know where Shelly Miscavige is. She's in control. So we should mention this. What if Dwayne like Gill just turned out to be so charming? They just give him everything, and this is what he wanted from life. Like, Dwayne Gill is the only person that's actually practiced mindfulness properly, and he was like... Well, I just I just wanted to be a wrestler, and I am a wrestler. All the other things are I mean, unattainable he goals. He went to the uh, Monster Factory. He was trained by Larry Sharp. Oh, Sorry, yeah, he was trained by Larry Sharp, and his uh, the guy he idolized and wanted to work like was Iron Mike Sharp, who was just like the jobber in the eighties. He was like, I'm way schlubbier looking than that fucking guy, and then he became the the jobber of the night. You know what though? He wasn't the jobber of the nineties. You'd have to say no. It's Barry Horowitz. Yeah, Barry Horowitz. You'd have to say that was Barry Horowitz, but like this no, Dwayne the differences Dwayne in Gimble body was type. the jobber of the attitude era in that he had a great gimmick. He never wrestled and was really only on three Raws. And we remember him basically being the Intercontinental Champion. That like Dwayne Gill personifies the attitude era in that like this was a time where did you end up on Raw more than twice? Well, everyone remembers you. They think you're great and you're going to make some money signing autographs, pal. Welcome to, welcome to winning the lottery the wrestling way. But this is he starts in 1990 uh, wrestling, and it literally is a year later he's on TV losing, which is like the dopest thing. It's just immediately yeah, it, like he's the like Dwayne, version of like Batista, where it's like Dwayne Gill is basically like I want to be a rock star, and then he becomes a roadie, and he's just like, oh, this is even better. I do not need all the fear of going on stage, but I get to have my S deed by a lady named Kitty Cat. I dig this. <laughs> Here's what it is. 1990, he's, he debuts in the American independent scene. So this is oh, like no. right as the start of the uh, independent scene versus the territories. He is in a tag team with Barry Hardy called the Lords of Darkness. So I Hardy watched was a, agony and Gil was pain. I watched a shoot interview that I don't know if it was made, but apparently Barry Hardy was Dwayne Gill and him like grew up together, hated wrestling. Then Barry Hardy fell in love with yep. wrestling, joined it. And that's how Dwayne Gill jumped in as he found this old roommate who hated wrestling. He's like, what the hell? You're doing my dream. And he's like, oh yeah, I figured out how to get into this. Let me show you how to do it. And then they just became a tag team in the indies for like a bunch of the nineties. Dwayne Gill's story is so sweet, Dylan. Like, it's just like, it's the story of a nice man made good who gets some of the most questionable tattoos in wrestling, which is that's saying if you're wearing if you have questionable tattoos in wrestling, you have questionable tattoos in life. Check out the sunburn. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He got tattoos later in life as well. Like he got oh, tattoos there's not post like fifty, but which I respect. You know what that says? That says I paid off. I paid off my ex-wife. My kids have gone to college or whatever. Now it's time for Dwayne time. Dwayne time. 
This is great because if I was to name the Lords of Darkness just off of Barry Hardy and Dwayne Gill's, like, the way they look, um, also, Dwayne Gill immediately has a skullet. There is no point where of he course. was wrestling and had full head of hair. But if I was well, to no, name he, them, but I no, would well, call no, them he had, flea market vendors. That's what I agree with you. Yeah. What I would call them is I would call them the guys that are at the gas station. They walk there. Why are they here? Yeah, the guys who go to gas station, not for gas, not for cigarettes. Just a just coffee. Just a, yeah, we're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say one of them is smoking. You know what I'm saying? This is something you really see a lot <laughs> in Arizona. You don't buy at the gas station. Price is too high. You know what I saw? Okay, so when I was in Virginia, also Dylan, I've told you before and I'm going to tell you again. Do you want to know where we need to move to? The American South. We would be, we would, first of all, we would be Well, your kings. racism would fit in, but my um, friggin' love of socialism would not. Mm, yeah, but everyone doesn't understand when Dylan says love of socialism, he means love of moonshine and calling women. What do you think of them? Mm, Friends. Ma'am. That's right. Yeah. May I just say, you look great. Mm-hmm. If that's how you chose to look. That's how Dylan. So Always I was in... commenting on women's bodies. That's me. By exactly. the way, uh, thank you very much for your service and allow me to rate you out of 10. Yeah, that's I want to say <laughs> exceptional job on being a waitress. I would maybe investigate the keto diet. 7 out of 10, Dylan hey, got. 7 out of 10, looks wise. I'll I will, the eggs. I will give you $1,000 if you did that for a full day. One full day, you have to rate everyone. I don't know woman. if I'd... You'd have to allow like how many social interactions am I having. You'd have to like... Really, is it like, am I in public for 12 hours in like a mall? Like, because then it's not a lot of money. No, 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 no. It's like your standard day. So I don't uh, talk to anyone, but my kids no. and my wife, 100%. Uh, no, um, I, I veto this plan. Um, <laughs> like, if I don't do comedy, I do not talk to I anyone. I know, I forgot that you're exactly like me, which is like, oh, do I not have to leave my house? Well, guess where I am at? I'm yeah. sat here. Um, I don't have to drive oh, three hours, two booger. days. I'm sitting. Oh, you have a boogie? I yeah, can't booger. even see because I'm looking at... John, I don't want to fucking talk about anything. Here's what I want to talk about. August 2nd, 1991. They win their first title, Barry Hardy and the Lords of Darkness. The, the two bald guys. The, Lord, the Lords... It's so funny I gotta, to call okay. them... Like, the I gotta Lords correct of you. They do not the have... They have the most 90s of haircuts. We are not bald. Our hair is so long that it's actually pulled our hairline all the way back to our head, back of our heads. Because it's not a skullet. It's not a skullet. It's not a skullet because it's so much further back. It's like the smallest (laughs) mullet ever. It's like a mullet for a baby, and he's wearing it as a full hat. It's Hulk Hogan, but then every time you look at Hulk Hogan, when you really look at him for a long time, you think, why does he straighten his hair? And then you look at Barry Horwitz, or sorry, Dwayne Gill, and you're like, oh, that's why, because it looks fucked if you don't. Yeah, it's so his bald long hair, and it's like that's actually the the nicest thing you could do because Hulk Hogan has like the hair, like ha- the ha- the quarter of his head that has hair on it in the '90s is what women dream of having. Like it's that bouncy and like silly. Oh yeah, it's like a, it's lovely and feathery, and each individual strand like moves. Mm. Deli- it's a L'Oreal like- commercial. Like Hulk Hogan could have done L'Oreal commercials, but just like they couldn't have had his face because they would have had to show his hair. It would have been like half the screen was his yeah. face, and the other half is the back of his head. Maybe that she's a model. Maybe she's fucking that professional wrestler Hulk Hogan because she's married and that's his thing. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe she's sad in her marriage, so she fucked Hulk Hogan and he keeps calling her asking for more. It yeah. is Maybelline, yeah. He's calling the Maybelline office to see if she works there still. Yeah, do you, does a girl work there I can fuck? Uh, uh, I haven't eaten in a couple hours. I'm ready to fuck, dude. Oh, goddamn. 
Can I please tell you now? Yes, you can. Finally. Jesus, what is this, a wrestling podcast? The Lords of Darkness, who if you have two guys, oh, yeah. like Dwayne Gill and Barry Hardy, you just they, think legit that's dark. they have hard drives of kid porn. I disagree. They do not. They they seem like the kind of people that hang out in the gas station. I was I was in in Virginia, which had slot machines. That's what like they just look like <laughs> men from the south. And this is the thing: is like, guys, oh, the south is crazy. And it's like it is, and you don't even fucking know the half of it. Like, where do those guys party? Well, they live in a dry county. They still get fucked up. That's because they keep beers in their trunk, and they get fucked up in that Denny's parking lot. Which is one of the best parties I've ever been to in my life. Like that's Getting what it drunk is. Drunk in a place that isn't a bar is always way more fun. Oh my god! Why are those guys drinking at the police station? Because uh, there's lights in the parking lot and they're not pussies. Any other questions? <laughs> how many times I've gotten drunk where someone just popped the trunk of their car and then they had a bunch of beer in there? And how many uh, times I was like, "Well, I I shouldn't have done that." A lot and zero are the answers to that. Yeah, that's right. I. Dylan knows this. When I lived in London, England, my favorite bar was um, any parking lot near an off license I went to, and I just yeah, got man. drunk in the street. That is that. That is it. You go. You go. You do your set. You go to an off license, and then you just crank a bunch of beers just on some road and take the bus home. That was yep. great. John, the Lords of Darkness, Barry it's Hardy, it's 1991. Dwayne Gill, they beat the Cream Team. No, <laughs> there's two they guys, beat the us? Lords of Darkness, and then two guys who just want to fucking leave it in and watch it goop out. Oh my God, <laughs> the Cream Team. We have child porn. We love cream pies. Both How? heels for Chris. Yeah. Then yeah. they formed a stable called Degeneration X. That's oh what my, Sean and Triple yeah. H were going In for. this corner, they smell like cigarettes because they just had some. It's the Lords of Darkness. And in this corner, they are known as the Snowdroppers, which is Scottish slang for stealing people's panties. It's the Cream Team. <laughs> <laughs> The cream team are, of course, coming to the ring with their manager, a guy who has a bunch of VHSs you shouldn't ask him about. Exactly. Yeah. And in this corner, they are managed by a guy who has a van, but for some reason just wants people to step mm. talk to him right outside of it. His name is Norm. Yeah. The Lords of Darkness won, and not only was the stipulation that they won the Mid-Eastern Wrestling Federation's Tag Team Championship, but also there was an added stipulation, which was um, the Cream Team had to break their VCR so they couldn't watch their sexy VHSs anymore, and that made the Lords of Darkness big baby faces in that territory. That is true. That is really, really true. It's a known thing. Jerry Lawler was the booker and said, ha-ha, this is my greatest work, ha-ha. Ha-ha, 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 I just want to be alone. Yeah, all I want to do is go to a playground and burn it down, but with passion flames, not real flames. <laughs> anyway, he, Dwayne Gill, comes into the WWF as a tag team, jo- jobber tag team, which is That's right. Dope, with Barry do you know Hardy, the, of course. Do you know the other person he was tagging with, Dylan? Me. Who was? That's right. It was Dylan God. It's the weirdest. Dylan was 11, and he briefly wrestled with the WWE because uh, Chief J. Strongbow, who was in charge of getting jobbers at the time, was a blind man. He was blind. I really do like that, like, the difference between jobbers in the early 90s and the main roster guys, where, like, the main roster guys are, like, have this weird uh, this weird dream, and a lot rests on it, and it must have been crazy to be Dwayne Gill, where you're looking at, like, trying to think of a guy in the early 90s who's, like, Paul Roma, where it's, like, he thinks he's awesome, he's got this great body, he works out all the time, eats specific things on steroids, you know, constantly spray tanning himself to look 
awesome. And then Dwayne Gill comes in and he's just white as the sun. And he's like, uh, this is going to sound nuts, Paul, but over my career, I'm going to make way more money than you. Like this is the, I completely agree. And it's also like, Hey Paul, um, this sounds crazy, but, um, people are going to like me at my job. And Paul Rome was like, what? No one. No, you shut up. Like I, like he just is like, wait, what? And he's like, no, it's, I hate that you just said someone's going to like you at your job. That's I hate you. And oddly, I think guys like Dwayne Gill are very important because you get guys that look like this. And AEW has this actual problem with jobbers is that some of their jobbers are like they're just indie guys. And it's like their way to give indie guys a shot. They don't have like actual extras that they call them now. They don't have like guys that look like Dwayne Gill. They Everyone that puts aid on AEW television is kind of like being evaluated, which is smart. But also from my perspective, it's like you need guys like Dwayne well, Gill because when a guy like Dwayne Gill shows up at a party and I see Dwayne Gill, I'm like, oh, that guy's a jobber? He looks normal next to everybody else. Do you know what well, so I mean? Where it's like, I, I oh, do this see guy what just looks mean, like any one of my friends. If this guy looks like shit, I look like shit. Those wrestlers must be insane looking. It's super funny. I, was, um, I did this research last night and then I couldn't sleep because of jet lag and so I smoked weed and thought a lot about Dwayne Gill and the Iraq mm. war. Um, but part of it is, and why jobber culture is different now, because I have started watching a AEW Dark, and you're completely right, by the way. It's just entrances and finishing moves. What a program. Yeah, there we go. Like, I, don't what, need the, I don't need to think. What have I been looking for besides this? Anyway, mm -hmm. the problem is, is fitness culture is too big right now, so anyone can kind of get in pretty to good shape at home now. Like, with COVID and everything, and I was thinking about this, because okay. jobbers were like, they're just, they were like, well, I, I'm an accountant all week and I live in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And then I come here and make 800 bucks getting thrown around by the berserker. No, I'm not doing any core. Shut the fuck up. But now like everyone's kind of into looking good fitness wise. And that affects your jobbers, especially in AEW, where some of your wrestlers don't look that great. And like, you look at some of the jobbers and you're like, Holy shit, that guy looks so fucking like I was watching it and there was like there was like some masked guy versus one of QT Marshall's guys, and one of QT Marshall's guys did not look as good as the jobber. And it's like that would never happen in super like superstars, it would be like the Undertaker versus a guy who's not wearing boots. Like he's just like I I don't know where my, <laughs> my boots are. My favorite thing about the jobber, and this was not ever planned, but it was just such a nice little subtlety. And this is my thing about jobbers that you have with tag teams where their gear should match. Oh, absolutely. I love it when jobbers have like one red boot. I completely one, agree. Oh, my God. Corey's boot. Like the colors don't even match. And like one knee pad. And then the dude who uh, uh, can, Roddy Piper I... slapped up who has yes, the nipple yes, showing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. He just looks like um, a fucking slob. Oh, my God. The guy who's in the very first uh, Piper's pit where Roddy yeah. Piper is like quietly like where are you from? And he keeps saying Cleveland, Ohio in a big accent. And then Roddy Piper beats him up. The message, of course, being um, if you have an accent, you cannot be from Cleveland. That's what I took away from that. <laughs> if you have an accent, you're from where the accent's from, motherfucker. That's right, Dylan. You can't move. Never escape uh, your ethnicity, Roddy I Piper. completely agree with you. This is the the thing that they should bring back for jobbers. It's not every single one, but every fifth jobber should be wearing the Bobby Heenan, Andre the Giant signet mm -hmm. with the one strap that goes across the upper torso. That... That not worn by Andre the Giant was the biggest sign that this guy's going to lose in three minutes. And it like, yeah. that's what I want from jobbers. And reading about Dwayne Gill made me miss all of this. And also this weird love you everyone had in the Attitude Era for Dwayne Gill. And that it's like, yeah, you f like this guy's always lost. Let's all just cheer as he walks to the ring with Al Snow.
every jobber should have our bodies like just like pasty untamed. no dylan we are we are too big we are too big and too good looking here's the problem you put us in jobber spandex our bulges will show and the entire crowd will be like those men can't lose they're too they're too delicious to look at they'll say and they're like oh those are the boys from the wrestler review should be called the penis review based on their bulges everyone if will you say. just grew facial hair we could just be bear country they're a tag team and oh, fat guys yeah. with ears which was great because they were supposed to be this like Oh, fuck, look at those. They're so intense. And it was like, first things first. First of all, these guys both look like me with better hairline. And second of all, Bear Country and Two Big Guys with Beards is just like, yeah, these are two, like, these are specific. This is a specific gay niche, and they are fucking here to fight. I love it. I There's nothing we're more. We're openly gay, and uh, we're angry, too. Like, if that yeah. was a character, that'd be so much better. Uh, first things first, we are openly gay, and we love each other. That's the first thing. Yeah. Second first thing is you need fighting. First thing you need to know about us, we're butt fuckers and we're really into butt fucking. Second thing here, we're to kick your butt. <laughs> we're really into butt fucking. That's the main, yeah. first and main thing. And then they the form. First thing you need to know about us, we're pro butt fucking. We butt fuck each other. We love it. Second That's thing, my favorite thing about, we're to uh, kick butt. sorry, uh, the favorite thing about the acclaimed, one of the best <laughs> Twitter reactions of all time is Max Caster and uh, Anthony Bowens. And then some guy tweeted at Anthony Bowens, like, you're just another fucking douchebag who got into this from football you fucking you know toxic masculinity and then anthony bowens was like look at my profile man i'm gay and i have a youtube channel with my boyfriend <laughs> and his youtube channel which is doing in truly and this is true of us with stand-up comedy as well we view everything through the stand-up comedy lens you've talked about this we also view everything through the pro wrestling lens the youtube channel that anthony bowens has with his boyfriend uh, much better idea to A, have, and B, is doing much better than him in professional wrestling. Professional yeah, wrestling great. is clearly like a thing he does to make his YouTube channel more interesting. It's like, oh, and that guy's a pro wrestler. Oh, cool. The one thing I will give social media that I do enjoy, that is if people get the right idea for themselves, mm -hmm. it's like you can just see it click in and be natural. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely yes. Um, I should say this. Uh, I just want to. I uh, just want to tell you this. Uh, first things first. I share a birthday with not only Cardi B, and R.I.P. Luke Perry, but I also share a birthday with Rhea Ripley, Rikishi, and of course, well, Ricochet. I don't care about. I should have said Rikishi. Last Why don't you care about that? Because he's a bitch. Um. Put a mask on him. He's got a good-looking face, but he never moves it. All right. That's a good point. Like that. Right That's a there. good point. I'm you a nailed it. Kishi guy and uh, Dil Kishi forever. Anyway, J James Gill or whatever. You know what? H Gill. Here's. So did you know this? Did you know he was a, what was the slang is a jobber or an extra? Whoa. And uh, he. Lost I, I hate that they call it an extra. I hate it. I think that that's so fucking cheese dick. It's in the same way that when they call them coaches, I'm just shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, he was uh for a second he was that even that Ninja Turtle tag team. Okay, so I wanted to talk about like this. Toxic turtles. So I was watching um like um a YouTube video explaining that Dwayne Gill did this and how they had to be like I know this sounds crazy back when wrestling used to do nutty things like this and I was like holy shit, if you've come to wrestling sort of it, like in the last 20 years coming through the indies, something like this yeah. on WWF television, you'd be like, what in the great blue hell is this? And it's like, oh, no, this used to be a thing all the time. There's a Spider-Man played by one of the Armstrong brothers who's in like two years of WCW. Like, this is just classic wrestling in the 90s, which is like, what's yeah. popular? Let's do the wrestling version of that. Beetlejuice, meet the, the juicer, portrayed by, uh-oh, our bar, mistake, mistake. <laughs> Real rapists? <laughs> 
Yeah. Being oh kids my character. god. I, there's nothing. Jim Cornette tries to justify the Art Bar thing, mm-hmm. and he, what he says, you're just like Jim. No, but he's like that guy. The other guy on that show, I don't know his name, does a very good job of keeping the topic off of old guys that were rapists that Jim Cornette defends and keeping it on current indie guys Jim Cornette doesn't like only because of wrestling and just is happy that they are rapists so people also don't like them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anyway, we should say this. uh, Dwayne Gill, did you know this? Oh, sorry. No, what was the other thing I was saying? So indie wrestling, this is the thing that annoys me about indie wrestling is that they are trying to recreate things like the toxic turtles mm-hmm. and it does reek of like those horror movies that are intentionally written badly whereas things like the toxic turtles things like the juicer as you mentioned that was a genuine attempt which is what made them funny is a genuine attempt to appeal to children that insane. was fucking stupid right yeah but then Indie guys now th- grew up on this early '90s wrestling, and they're trying to like make guys like Danhausen and make guys like like Danhausen's funny and stuff. But like guys like Danhausen, um, I can't think of another example. The guy who, um, the other guy, oh my god, uh, the other dude, Luther, and the other dude on Dark, who are on Dark a lot, who are like a tag jobber tag team. I forget, but like these guys are like oh Luther and uh, Vandros, Vandros. Um, <laughs> But like these are intentional comedy characters, which is fine. But it's like it? the whole thing that made wrestling fun was not the whole thing, but like one of the things that made wrestling fun was like they would try these zany things and they wouldn't work out, and then you could make fun of it later. And then that's been lost. And I've said this on the program a ton, but maybe not in years. But like wrestling is shell shocked from that er- early '90s era where you tried stuff like Toxic Turtles, where they tried stuff like Arachna Man. Okay, no, it's I, they don't I see try it anymore, which is they need to. Like if AEW came out, this is the thing. Sometimes it, no one talks about this. Sometimes it would work. Like instead of a yeah. guy Wardlow, like the, literally the best wrestlers, the two of the three best wrestlers draw wise in the history of professional wrestling. One was a ripoff of the Incredible Hulk that they only yeah, stopped using that's... the Incredible Hulk because Marvel learned about copyrights, and the second one is straight up just the name of a dude who was popular in the 70s TV show. Like, Steve, guy, naming a guy Steve Austin right now would be like if there was a wrestler, like if they just named Wardlow Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, exactly. If they No, if they literally just named another wrestler The Rock, but the movie version, he's mm-hmm. back in wrestling now. Like, it's literally, yeah. like, imagine if they renamed the Young Bucks. They're like, uh... James and Jim Bond. You're double James Bond. You're exactly. It, it would like, be... sick. Yeah, it'd be like our world champion is now Donald Trump. Not that one, though. Yeah. <laughs> but like Rob Van Dam, the reason his name is Rob Van Dam is he looks like Jean Claude Van Dam. Exactly. And he could do the split kit. It was the other big thing, which no one yeah. talks about, is that, and this is how weird the pre internet was, is that part of the reason why Jean Claude Van Dam was famous is they would just show a trailer where he would do the splits and also kick someone. And straight men were like, wait, straight guys can do the splits and kick ass? This is <laughs> fucking nuts, bro. We got to see this movie. And then he fucked and then he danced. Yeah. Also, also, the, also, the main thing about 80s movies is you fucking kick everyone's ass so bad that a chick just comes up and is like, I'd enjoy sex with you. And you go, I'll work it into my schedule. Not um, yes. Just sidebar. we'll figure something out eventually. First things first, I got to get all my fucking carbs in for the day. Do you want to know um, how Jean-Claude Van Damme's career took a big step back? I hope the story is so true. He was doing a bunch of cocaine and read an article that said Jim Carrey was getting $20 million a movie. And he called up his agents and was like, 
I want that deal or I'm never fucking working. And Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't work for five years. <laughs> I I thought it was just Street Fighter the movie. No, because he had a bunch of movies after that. Like he had Double Team, the classic. Double Team. Him and, and Dennis Rodman. Knock Off with Rob Schneider, which I watched in the drive-in. That made me laugh very hard. That's very good. Also, you know, you know what's happened to Rob Schneider, right? Uh, he's awoken to the lies of the left. That's correct. He's com- he is combating wokeness. He has been awoken. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo? Here's what I can't believe is that here's what no one talks about is that much like wrestling, um, every era produces a bunch of people that go on to be famous and also an era creates a bunch of guys that are just going to play comedy clubs in the Midwest and they are going to be into some wild shit. All this like... <laughs> This guy, everyone aligning with like the, you know, whatever extreme side of whatever you want to align with. Um, just look at Bob Hope's career. Bob Hope, very well remembered for playing USO shows, but like the back end of his life and career was just getting on stage and being like, hippies are dirty pieces of shit. It's good that they died in Kent State. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That was, that the was Bob, in the 70s. The Bob Hope. Of, oh, God damn it. I'm gross. I got to go blow my nose. Something's leaking out of my Don't face. worry. I'm going to start talking about Dwayne Gill, and you can talk less about fucking leaking, bro. Uh, we'll take a quick break because we're going to talk about, of course, um, the Dwayne WWE career. when he goes back. But this really needs to be touched on. After the Toxic Turtles, Dwayne Gill goes to Hardcore TV because he's an international jobber where he loses to the public enemy, which is kind of like what John was talking about where – Dwayne Gill on the public enemy do not look that different. 9-11, or 9-11, that's what, he's, no, no, that's what I call stick. him now. 9-1-1 defeated Dwayne Gill. Um, 9-11. 9-11. Dwayne Gill was involved in 9-11, but he just lied down for three seconds, and he was like, all right, well, I'll just take this rubble off myself because you can pin me, but you didn't pay me yeah. enough to die. Well, Dwayne Gill wasn't in New York for 9-11, but he still jumped to 9-11. Yeah, he, he ran. still he found just, his way he, into the rubble and pinned himself. Yeah, when he, when he found out that people were running from the cloud of dust, he was in Des Moines, and he still ran down the main street. He was like, I'm still jobbing to 9-11 i'm jobbing i'm a jobber and Dwayne gill has some serious uh it's always weird he, so he doesn't care for the term enhancement talent he says he's a fucking jobber goddamn I, I get no respect Dwayne gill because you want to know who Dwayne gill is mm-hmm. he is who he is i am what i am i'm a man i'm in my 50s i just chose to get a bunch of triangles tattooed on my arm no i have not done any chest i have not done any <laughs> chest workout. i will not do chest dylan let I me ask you this you want to know what Dwayne gill serious. concentrates on Leg day. But uh, that that man has stems for days. That is a fucking that guy does squats. That guy does um the weird leg machine where you push against the weight. He does the weird squeezy machine where you bring your knees together and he does the thing where you push them wide. Oh, he does the, the puss tightener. He does the puss tightener and the puss loosener. You want to know why? Why? You can smoke on those machines. <laughs> By the way, all you need to do is uh if you want to get fucking banging legs, all you got to do is squats. That's from Dwayne Gill to your mouth. Anyway. Also, fun fact about squats. A friend of mine in the COVID pandemic lockdown said, do you want to know how you um, feel like a masculine man? And I said, what? He goes, do 100 squats every day. And I was like, that's a weird thing. And then for some reason, for three months of the pandemic, I did do that. (laughs) Of course. You tighten those buns. And I felt like a man. I feel like a man. My buns are of steel. Anyway, Dwayne Gill. In the recorded match we have of him and WCW, not only beats Hugh Morris because he gets thrown over the top rope, which is not allowed at that time. Hugh That's Morris right. Fucks his shoulder. I can't think of a more Hugh Morris WCW interaction. Yeah, then that's great. This guy's supposed to lose. Oh, we fucked up and he won, and he also gets injured. Like that's 
That's WCW. Before we go to a break and then come back and talk more about Dwayne Gill, my favorite wrestler, can we just talk about how it's so crazy the humorous of all the wrestlers was teaching wrestlers? Where it'd be like, if you if I walked in and was like, who's teaching me wrestling? It's like, do you remember WCW Saturday night? Yes. Do you remember the guy who came out and you'd be like, I'm going to get a snack? Yes. That guy's teaching you. I'd be like, oh, well, I'll leave then. <laughs> I here's the thing about Hugh Morris is I always was like why why is his gimmick just that he laughs this guy can this guy's clearly like strong and intimidating the second thing about Hugh Morris for whatever you can say about Bill DeMott which is a lot he did a lot of abusive things when he was training professional wrestlers he is the reason that Joey Ryan never got a contract in the WWE yeah I mean a broken clock's clock's right once a day like this was the Patreon uh, unveiling or everyone probably a lot of people probably knew that but fucking a patreon yeah. unveiling i said it again anyway I, I, let me tell we're you this take about, a break before we talk about gilberg have we done 40 minutes good christ it's Dwayne gill baby hey everybody just a quick break whoa to thank you guys for donating to patreon if you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far, we've recorded episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a, real, uh, a break from evil people and, and talked about one-man gang and really fun people like that. That's For five bucks a month, you get access to a whole library of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're uppering yeah, yeah. our page. Yeah, meow and uh thank you so much 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like everyone come over to my place sleep with me 20 and 25 dollars gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review thanks so much for listening again we love you lay down on a bed of roses yes i did remove all the thorns welcome back from break Mm. Dylan Gott's going to talk about some of his creepy social media now. Go so, ahead. As I'm sure some people here on this podcast can relate to, if you like big old chunky asses and fucking pro wrestling, your whole entire feed right now is Nikita Lyons. Now, here's my problem with Miss Nikita Lyons. Is she attractive? Yes, she's a beautiful woman. My problem is that we're literally just watching her learn to wrestle, and it just looks like bad stage fighting. I just watched... Her and I forget who she's wrestling, but the her and the girl she's wrestling literally screw up an Irish whip spot so bad they unintentionally do the crisscross spot from the eighties. You know the crisscross spot where so they Love unintentionally it. do that, but they slow down and then keep running as if while they're running they'll just figure something out anyway. NXT two point I might start watching it because it is also something I want to watch, which is very plainly finishers, entrances, quick things. I don't have time for. I don't have time in my day to watch and notice the minor psychological and psychology changes in a Kenny Omega Okada match. I'm never going to watch that series. I'm sorry, guys. It would I'm probably make me a better wrestling podcaster, I but I just want to see the bang bang moves, and then I want to see some promos. Do, and Dylan, do I'd you like think that they, a, that our audience, our audience is not coming to us for like, you know what? I was just watching a. The third Shikara card on a uh, VHS dub. Oh, because you want to support. Of course. Um, 
Exactly. I um, and I want to know what John and Dylan have to think about it. No, like they are literally what they like. I buy Shakara tapes from RS Video because I want to support two of them. Yeah, see, that's Dylan's move. Uh, <laughs> our our fans watch Nia <laughs> Jax, Nia Jax do an avalanche, and they're like, I wonder if John and Dylan will make fart noises to the clip of her doing an avalanche, and then they'll be like, fart noises. We make diarrhea noises. <laughs> exactly right. Still the best joke. Still the hardest I've laughed at a television show is. Um, when it's always sunny in Philadelphia, when there's like, my name's Landslide, I do shit jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> Landslide, what a good name for a big diarrhea. Anyway, oh my god, I was at a, uh, I was um, with a fellow Canadian comedian yesterday name watching drop. the basketball, oh. and a other Canadian comedian appeared in one of the commercials for mm. something. And we made fun of that guy for a long time about how bad of a comedian they are and that they will definitely be using that as a credit. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird look when it's like, and you've seen this guy fucking, he's in the Staples Business Depot ad. He says, my pants are down. <laughs> One of the weirdest ways I've ever seen a guy being brought to stage is you might recognize this guy from being in commercials about 10 years ago. I got brought to stage yesterday. Is this guy fucking deadlifts four hundred and twenty pounds? Don't. Yeah, but that was that was by around. you, and you were like, "I'm better lie to these people." No, that was by another guy who also deadlifts more than me, so he felt comfortable. But he's a pussy anyway. Mm. We had a rule in this podcast. I'm stick on no four twenty. By the way, I think I can deadlift more than four twenty, but it's too cool until you can number, yeah. until you can deadlift six ninety. Yeah, exactly. Then you there's no reason. I want to be able to squat 316, bench 420, and uh, no, squat 316, deadlift 420, and I don't know, what's another, what's 69 pounds bench? That'll, I'll just go down to 60. I only do reps of 69. Can you do 69 pounds kettlebell? That's what it should be. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll fucking get a boner and lift a kettlebell with it. Yeah, That's kettlebell you... workouts are, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I have. Everyone a... always says kettlebell, and it's like, listen, man, I'm not a milf. I don't do kettlebells. I'm a dad. I do bench. I do squat. I do deadlift. Again, here's complain about this right, things being broken. This right here is how you know that Dylan has just taken a stance. Is Dylan will just objectionably take an unnecessary stance for something forever? Yeah. And then if uh, you pre if you present no it, reason. he'll just he'll just yell at you. And how you defeat that is you wait until you're with him, Dylan and Dylan's wife, and you just say Dylan's ridiculous, unnecessary statement that he's just dug in on in front of his wife and his wife turns to him and goes, no, we're not doing that. And it's very good. Cause then Dylan's like, no, but you have to listen. And she goes, shut up. No, I don't talk like that. You do. I'm doing. Ah. No, that's Yesterday, not my wife's starting a vintage clothing business and it's no. doing very well. No, no, no. We don't have very many rooms in our house. And she came home and I was like, yeah, Christ, now I got to fucking go to the couch. I can't go to bed immediately. <laughs> and then her friend was like, are you mad at us? And I was like, can't I just be brooding in the yeah. old, in the walls? Can I brood in my own walls? I gotta yeah. be like, I gotta put a goddamn. Can I be like I was raised? I don't know if anyone out here was raised like, and you went to daycare. I did not go to daycare. My mother did not have mat leave. I literally was born. I was breastfed for two weeks, and then from the ages of two weeks fucking old, that's eighteen. Weeks, it was three to months. 18. Three months to five years. I was raised by my nana and my granddad who had both been to world war two yeah so it's like a nurse and a mechanic raised me it's like i'm gonna i'm i my idea of love is a woman telling a man to eat something and then the man doing it but grumbling about how it needs more salt but they won't goddamn let him have any goddamn salt 
for Christ's sake. I remember being a small child and my grandmother would give me a glass of milk and be like, drink it. And then I would drink it. And then she'd turn to her husband and go, the four-year-old can drink milk. Why can't you drink milk? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a classic grandfather-grandfather involving a small child in their arguments. I remember that he sculled a glass of milk and just held it to her. I'll never forget this. He Broke just it. went, oh, yeah? And then just drank it. But like like a, a real weird power move of like, this glass doesn't touch my table, though. Take it away. Like, and it was just very bizarre. And I remember once coming back from lunch and there was a glass of milk on the kitchen table. And apparently what it was was I wasn't there for lunch and my grandfather was like, the kid's not here. I don't have to drink this goddamn milk. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out your grandfather was right. Maybe he was lactose intolerant and no, your even, grandma no, no. just did not accept the story. That. The story is not done, which was okay. the milk stayed on the kitchen table until I came home from school four hours later. In I like that. Canadian summer. And what did my insane grandmother do? Went upstairs, got her husband, brought him downstairs and went, the boy's here now. Finish the milk. And it, and then he did. Do you understand that? How is long how- did your grandfather live, though? He died at 85. And yeah, other things I learned about that man. Only had half a lung. What the hell was there? that generation is Til insane. Till 85. Smoked. He smoked. This is my favorite mm-hmm. fact about him. Smoked cigarettes in the daytime. Sun went down. He's a classy man. Then he switched to cigars. He switched to oh, cigars at night. What are you doing? Your grandfather was Uncle Buck. Yeah, my grandfather was carcinogens. Excuse me. This, um, this meat is not burnt. People talk about this. Like, you try and, like, obviously now no one believes in God, so everyone kind of wants to live forever. But it's like, your body can get used to a fascinating amount of things. And also, as our mutual I have... friend Bobby Mayer said, I wish there was a test you could do because it's like, one in four. What is this? Is the statistic one in four or one in three of people who smoke cigarettes die of it and get lung cancer? It's, I think it's one in four. Okay, so one in four. He's like, I wish there was a test you could do to figure out if you're one of those one in four, and if you're not, you're just like, yo, lo, <laughs> dumos till I die, bro. Let's go. So, so there is some scientific thought that they actually think there is probably a provable amount. Like there is a little like this is the amount of smoking you have to do. That's very funny. To that's get 100% cancer, a French study. A hundred percent. That's a hundred percent. It's a French or or let's be totally honest, Persian or Arab country study. Like there is the three. It's the, a the very tw- like that part of the world because my uh, my wife's family as well. They're Greek and it's like very much like it's that part of the world where it's, it's what like, I would call. We it's have a five low- cigarettes a day. We're not fucking losers. Yeah, um, we wear loafers unless it's actually snowing. One of those countries, which could be France, could be Greece, oh, yeah. could be Italy. Could I'll be, do it, but like, I'll do it slow. Could be any Middle Eastern country. Yeah, like, oh, like, um, like. Too hot. It's the kind of place that the gyms, like, you could smoke in a gym. Like, it wouldn't be weird. to Like, if you, like, you're still very, you're considered very healthy if you just smoke. It's like, yeah, well, he's an adult. Like, I don't understand. That is something, like, since we built the garage up with the garage gym. This is funny because this is, like, basically a chat episode now. But since we built up the garage What else are we going to say about Dwayne Gill? Dwayne Gill lost a lot, and then he debuted at the 1998 Survivor Series in the only time a disappointing... Um, cre- surprise character work different he created a different type of professional wrestler that they've been trying to get back to well, they've only the the thing with Dwayne gill is they, it only ever worked once it only ever worked once this is why it worked it worked with him and james ellsworth because the thing vince mcmahon never got about this character is you have to have a guy like Dwayne gill or james ellsworth who literally looks like just literally not 
looks like kind of an everyman. Like, all right, the thing about Eddie Kingston, they say he's Eddie Kingston's a great everyman wrestler because he looks intimidating, but he has an everyman's body. Yeah, you James Ellsworth and Dwayne Gill literally look like a guy who works at the hardware store. Like we talked about the gas station guy. He, they look like a lower middle class man who's fine with his lot in life and will brag about how much money he gets for glasses. I apologize. I mean, I'm going to apologize in advance to re-explain your point, but I think that this is the distinction that needs to be made. Eddie Kingston looks like he works at the airport but can still kick your ass. Dwayne Gill looks like he just works at the airport. That's the difference. Like, yeah. Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston is the, looks like he works at the airport. It's like they got security plus they got this guy and James Ellsworth is just counting the minutes till his break. Exactly. Like this is the difference and why that doesn't work for Vince, like Vince McMahon doesn't believe people like Dwayne Gill exist. Like I guarantee yeah. Vince McMahon thinks he made up Dwayne Gill. Do you remember when my dream was real for a bit and his name was Dwayne and they're like, that's a real guy. And he's like, no, no, you can't. Vince just thinks he dreamt up someone that small. Something we never said about the year of Vince McMahon is that, and this is a Kevin Smith quote that I'm sure is from someone else as well, but filmmakers make the world they want to live in. Absolutely. This is something that's been said about Vince Vince McMahon McMahon, That's what wrestling is to Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon and now we're seeing in the last couple of years, you know what, not in the last couple of years, but I'd say from probably 2006 to 2011, that is the world that Vince McMahon wanted to live in and wants to live in, which is everyone's jacked and the guys who aren't jacked can't fight and they can't fight because they do crazy. Where it's like Seth Rollins is what Vince McMahon wants a jobber to be. Yeah. His hair is wet, but he's not 400 pounds. Exactly. But he's got a good core. You have to have a good core. He's a loser because he's 210 disgusting loser pounds. He's flexible. Anytime you say you're flexible. This is how much a man should be able to bend his arm from here to here. That's it. Anything else, you're you're risking nothing. You're risking being a puss. Everyone knows that a true athlete isn't able to run very far because their muscles are so tight. (laughs) (laughs) Maximum you can do is kind of like a walking on stilts effect. Exactly. Like, have you ever seen a junkie? One step quicker than that. I like that we agreed to just eschew generic Vince McMahon impression for that little act out. But anyway, but yeah, like this, and it is very true where it's like, there is a definitely a middle ground. I think the NWA got the closest to it. No, you know, the best, the best no, is got, this era of WWE where it's like, oh, fuck, no. we're in trouble, so we actually have to do things people like. Here are the best jobbers. Okay. And the best era of job is the ECW jobbers, which no one talks about, and they were super rare, but it would literally be like, this guy we found who's about to die. That's, that's <laughs> what I found out. <laughs> Like, there was, dude, there was some the, good, like, there was the Taz, when they were building up Taz first as the UFC guy, he faced a guy who they just said was a kickboxer, and he was super tall, and the way Taz fucking suplexed him, and the way that guy took the bunts, he was one of the best jobbers, because it was like, oh, this guy's tall and skinny, every time Taz throws him, he fucking kills him. It was great. Oh, yeah. There's a few different, I'm trying to think of, oh, where was it? There's like... Like when Dwayne Raven Gill was an ECW jobber. Dwayne Gill was the jobber's jobber. If you wanted someone to be beat up at your five-year-old's birthday party, you could just hire Dwayne Gill. Dude, Do you think we, with that? I'm wait a minute. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm flying in Dwayne Gill and I'm kicking I was about to be like, wait a minute. For, for your son's fifth birthday, can we please hire Dwayne Gill and beat up Dwayne Gill? Yeah, like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that'd be really like fun. That guy, but it's a real robber, classic comedy stuff, but legit though, man. I want that so badly. That's all, I, um, that's all I'm thinking about now. Dude, 
That would be great. Hiring Dwayne Gill because no one would know who he is. Make it look like he's gonna fucking you fuck him up, and then you fucking knee him in the place, knee him in the face or whatever. Anyway, sorry, I just got a bunch of texts about money, and then I canceled them. That's mine. Sorry, I don't yeah, need any more full. Can't carry any yeah. more fucking money, uh, bro. I have enough Bitcoin. Uh, I'm actually buying Twitter. Oh, did you guys not know <laughs> that Dylan God is the money behind Elon Musk? Mm. Dylan does this just to fucking freak us out. He's yeah, an eccentric Sorry, my full name is Dylan Grimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan Grimes God. <laughs> One thing that I'll never forget, and this is why I find the Canadian uh, Canada Council for the Arts an egregious organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, when Grimes, Grimes, got the, yeah. Grimes got the grant, and then when they were questioned about why the fuck they gave the richest person in the world's wife an arts grant, they went... Uh, we didn't give it to her. We gave it to her record label so she could make an album. And then everyone was like, we'll then go ask for it back. <laughs> well, this is the thing about arts in Canada. Once it makes a lot more sense is it since it's taxpayer money, they want everything to succeed. So they'll give extra money to Drake just because no, they know that is not that is back. fundamentally not exact. That is it not is. why they do it. That's not why they do it. <laughs> it is. No, they do it because the people with those amount of money can write, can pay someone who can write the grant application perfectly because bureaucracy, like an arts foundation, is they literally is they're looking for the form that's filled up exactly properly. And then that one gets the money. It's a, it's knowing how to do the system properly, which is why people like Grimes and Drake do it because they can pay. Drake doesn't get the money. Drake, Drake actually is as much as I do not like Drake. And he is a, uh, he is the Jerry, the Jerry Lawler of rap music. He, um, he does, he has basically created a industry that is just for Toronto rappers. And now there's a festival that's doing very well. And it is mostly Toronto rappers and a couple headline acts, which is, very good. He created that an industry of this music, is... but he does uh, court and uh, woo fifteen-year-olds. Also, I mean, I saw him. Drake is to Memphis. <laughs> Drake is to Toronto rap what Jerry Lawler is to Memphis wrestling, baby. Problematic. Also, Drake looks so bad. By the way, he looks a bit like Dwayne Gill in that weird way. If it's like, oh, have good you attempt. Just... Absolutely incorrect. Yeah, he doesn't look good though. He doesn't look as good as Dwayne Gill is what you were reading. Yeah, that's correctly right. Drake looks awful. That's why I like Dwayne Gill. He looked like the '90s guy who would sell you, who would sell your shoes back to you because he found that's, a, that's exactly and now what he looks, he looks like, like the 2020 so. version of a guy who would just sell you a bunch of cryptocurrency called I fuck. Do you know what Dwayne Gill looks like? Dwayne Gill looks like the guy. This is such an, a specific Canadian reference. Is the kind of guy that would ask to borrow a cigarette in front of the Eaton Center. Do you know who I'm talking about? You know those guys. Mm-hmm. It's only on the Queen side. I don't know if they're there anymore. But you're like walking to the streetcar or walking towards the Toronto Yuck Yucks location, and there's just like a bunch of guys with straggly beers. They're like, "Hey, man, you got a schmook?" And you're like, "I think you have a job, but you just don't want to buy cigarettes." And they're like, "That's right." <laughs> anyway, Dwayne Gill Gilbert comes into the Royal Rumble. He's in the job squad originally as well, which is a stable of jobbers. Which yeah, that's from really e- break from ECW wall. that they bring in, and they have it's yes. him. To, it's like Al Snow, Bob Holly, um, Two Cold Scorpio. This is where the job squad's where Hardcore Holly comes from, because uh, Al Snow can't get a opponent for the Hardcore Championship, so just has a match against himself, and then Bob Holly comes out and says that's ridiculous, and then they have a fight, and he becomes Hardcore Holly. Yes, well, this is the thing about the job squad that really always annoyed me was it was Al Snow, Too Cold Scorpio, Hardcore Holly, and Dwayne Gill, which is like, Too Cold Scorpio's dope. Everyone knows that. I don't know why they never really pushed him. 
uh, Bob Holly is like a wrestler's wrestler's wrestler. Like once you lose long hair, Bob Holly, he's like intimidating, and he's like. When you look at what wrestling is, when you look at the value system of professional wrestling, one of the weird things is when they did WWE CW, if they did it better, Bob Holly would have become an absolute star because he is the type of guy that goes to ECW, does reinvent himself, gets that indie cred, and goes back into WWE and becomes like an upper card guy. Wait a minute, and, are you uh, saying? Then you have Al Snow, who had like one of the better gimmicks of the Attitude Era. I so completely it's like the only agree with real you. jobber they have Cody Rhodes. Dwayne Gill. Cody Rhodes so is like, the hardcore Holly of the current era. I completely agree. Cody Rhodes is six is what hardcore Holly kind of could have been. Oh, I think Cody yeah, Rhodes that's is exactly promo, correct. But he's a wrong. Not as Jack. Anyway, you got to think all the job squad. It should have been fucking Dwayne Gill, Barry, Barry Horowitz, SD Mike Jones, Bell. oh Mike Bell, beautiful stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Bell. All right. Peter. Um, what is the best thing about Dwayne Gill? I'm wrapping this no, up. No, we're not done yet. I have to go to the. I have to take a shit, Dylan. You have five minutes before I shit my pants. So let's let's. Well, then let's go take a shit. We'll take a break and we'll come back after you shit and we'll do. Well, like no, because I. Nope, can't do that. We're doing. We're finishing it now. We have so much more left. You make a choice. No, you have to shit. You have to cancel whatever you have to do. I do. I can't cancel it. I have to go take this computer in to get fixed, or it's gonna break. Okay. Uh, it's gonna. It's already broken. Anyway, all right. Whoa. We'll do five more minutes. You turtle your shit. I'm gonna. It's gonna touch cloth. I want everyone to know from here forward. Why don't you just do this from the toilet? That's a natural progression of this podcast. <sighs> We're not with. That's a Patreon. I, that everyone knows that's a Patreon yeah, we'll exclusive. Just do it for Patreon. I'll just no, no. the audio. You can mute me, but you're still on tape. You're shitting. Do it. No. Don't be a bitch. This is not the type of shit to record because it's going to be a long, unenjoyable. One. If I was, if it was a one, here's it was my gonna, favorite thing about Dwayne ahead. Gill, and I will incorporate it to try and close out this episode, which you've ruined. My favorite thing for Dwayne Gill is that Goldberg was legitimately mad about Gill. So I was going to bring which this is up. So fucking stupid. I disagree with you entirely. Goldberg seems like the entire person not to get that joke. And also, I want there what to be footage. I want there to be footage of him trying to explain why he's upset about it because that would be the best part. Because he's like, no, because it's like, he's so much smaller than you. They're, they're, this is a sign that we're getting to them. This is amazing. And he would be like, no, but you don't. He's, but I'm not that big. I'm like, I'm so much bigger than him, though. Like, and I'm, my arms are better. I'm stronger. My pirate like refers to himself as an alpha male. I love it. He lost I love a it. backstage fight to Chris Jericho. Never like, ever forget crazy. Goldberg got paid a shitload of money to host a podcast. Everyone's like, wrestling podcasts are big right now. You're not really been spoken. You haven't really spoken to the wrestling media, whatever that really is. Wrestling fans want to know your side to all the famous stories. And he's like, You're right. Let's do a podcast about cars. And they're like, <laughs> this might be the most boring. Like yeah, you Gil got things Goldberg's, Goldberg's podcast is technically art for how badly he read that situation. <laughs> this is the other thing is that uh, he does. He jobs a lot, but he's like a jobber to the stars. He's over because he's a unique character. Dwayne Gill is on wwe television he loses to triple h he gets a fucking world title it's match huge. it's amazing he also by the way is made the light heavyweight champion and i can't yep. stress this enough has the best fuck you mystery debut the wwe has ever done they've tried this gimmick a million times Dwayne gill comes out at survivor series 1998 and is beaten by mankind in the storyline that mankind is vince mcmahon's chosen champion for the corporate vision of the wwe and it works so well. People were so like, 
disappointed in the right way when Dwayne Gill came out. And that alone, he should be in the WWF Hall of Fame. The only time Vince Russo nailed an idea perfectly was Dwayne Gill. Everything that came afterwards is gravy. But this is the thing that I want. This is why Dwayne Gill is an interesting episode. Is Dwayne Gill is essentially the one-hit wonder of wrestling. And it 100% worked. Something that he participated in, they have literally tried to do for 20 years. And it's never worked again. Yeah, because there was a buildup where it's like Dwayne Gill does sort of look like Goldberg. And no, no, but this is... little stuff where it's like in the pyro... And like they would just have sparklers and the sparklers were too hot for him. And then Goldberg being the fucking loser he is, he's like, that guy would get ignited in the pyro that I have. And oh, it's of like, course that, he would. Yeah, it's a fucking dumb joke, motherfucker. You stupid fucking idiot. This and is the best. Goldberg but this pisses me off so much. I completely agree with you. What I love about Goldberg, because you know what Goldberg is? Goldberg is, um, I was supposed to be in the NFL and I ended up at the carnival. And he cannot reconcile it. And there's nothing, because Dylan, you and I are both. From the proponents of the drama club exactly we are both career low level show business people we've been in mm. stand-up comedy our entire lives so we have a bit of a like yeah man it's the carnival you cannot take this seriously and when someone is like no but don't you understand it's like no don't you understand yeah sometimes you get paid in meat in this business and you know what you do you slice that meat up and you have meat sandwiches for three days like it's just like you just got to roll with the punches baby yeah goldberg They've got a guy named Dwayne making fun of you. Here's how you get over it. You're being paid so much money. Like Goldberg was popular on television for 18 months and he's never worked again. Do you understand how good Goldberg's life is? But Goldberg, like CM Punk, like these guys who are very good at wrestling, has that thing where he genuinely thinks tomorrow he could be like the ufc champion and that what makes him a mess a bit amazing wrestler and that's what wrestling wrestling kind of like weirdly has a lot of guys like dwayne gill who get it and it's, that's you, why they're good but also correct, like yeah. they need guys like goldberg who are just straight up fucking insane where it's like no i but like if i started to fight it'd be real and his, you know what i mean and then you I go out there with that energy I think truly to be at yeah, the top of the rest. And this is what makes Steve Austin so unique is Steve Austin's clearly more Dwayne Gill than he is Bill Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But he like he knows how he's like at this point in the card, I have to act like Bill Goldberg. But I guarantee he's like, this isn't real. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't give a shit. The Rock, too. I bet you The Rock is like, I don't I don't care. Well, Dwayne Gill and The Rock are sorry, Dwayne Gill. Steve Austin and The Rock are actors. They are acting. They have, they are, yes, they were athletes, but they have a predilection towards theater as well versus a guy like Triple H who's like a Goldberg guy who literally tried to avoid, uh, who tried to get a squash match with Kurt Angle by saying, look at me, I'd totally kick his ass. That's and the then best. everyone in the room was like, he'd murder you. He won an Olympic gold medal, you fucking idiot. I love wrestlers. I love wrestlers that'd be like, no, you don't understand. I'm the master of the pedigree. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Kurt Angle has taken 11 Percocet and his neck doesn't work. And he's still like, I'll kill him. Yeah. Kurt Angle right now is outside your mom's house just in case you try and make this real. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Barbecuing, it's nice right now. He's making your sandwiches, but it can turn dark if, if I text him. Kurt Angle's retirement plan is to market 
jerky on his podcast and he acts like it's health food it's the best <laughs> i gotta tell you they're like caught okay we need to go because i have to go to the bathroom that's and then the greatest 50 year old straight guy thing yeah i just eat a bunch of old dry meat and i'll never die yeah dwayne gill was in wwe uh for his second run which we all remember the gilberg run for two years he jobbed on and off he was off television and on television um and really oddly i think dwayne gill was used a lot not like Michael Hayes, but like he's used like a short-term manager. That's where it's like so funny, yeah. He got the job squad their credibility because you couldn't have the job squad. It was Al Snow, Bob Holly, and Too Cool Scorpio because then it's just the lower mid-card squad. But you put Dwayne Gill in there. These guys are all jobbers. They use his like actual cred as a jobber. He ends Mark Merrow's career at one point, and then you do the fun thing where like the job squad, stronger guys can help him win. You get the whole thing where Dwayne Gill gets to win. And it really is leads to James Ellsworth. He tags with James Ellsworth on the Indies now. He's got a very good niche. He became the jobber's jobber after Barry Horowitz somehow because Barry Horowitz versus Dwayne Gill. Dwayne Gill wanted to be a jobber. Barry Horowitz clearly wanted to be like an actual wrestler um, who wins matches. Which, I mean, you know what? Dwayne, uh, we did a Barry Horowitz episode. He was perfectly fine losing, but he yeah. genuinely wanted to be like respected member of the card and he was kind of you know if you look at barry horowitz and Dwayne gill Dwayne gill looks more like a jobber than barry horowitz but that would be a dream tag team and i'm sure it's happening in chikar or something but uh john's not going to do best and worst because he shit his pants and he's too no, no. best thing about Dwayne gill he made me shit my pants worst okay. thing no other wrestlers made me shit my pants congratulations mm -hmm. Dwayne gill john's too much of a puss bag to do this show from the toilet i've been dylan Gott. next week we're gonna do someone will figure out and announce on twitter thank you so much for your time at wrestler review twitter instagram tiktok john's got some stuff coming up at the john hastings i've got some stuff coming up at dylan Gott. thank you so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your week guys bye bye suck time take a shit bye bye